guys, welcome back to another Sincerely Z episode. This is just going to be a quick little introduction to some of your podcasters so you can get to know us a little better. Um, to start off, I'm Emma, and then do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Okay, just anyone can go. Sorry, we're doing this on a Zoom, so things are a little, a little weird, but yeah, you can all just do a quick introduction. That way they'll like know how to match the name to the voice. All right, I guess I can go. Um, hi guys, I'm Ashley. Um, did I say anything else? Or... Um, I think that's good. <laughs> okay. Um, hey guys, I'm Amanda. Hi everyone, I'm Louie. Hello, my name is Donovan. Hi, my name is Jolie. And that's all of our podcasters that we have for today. We're missing a couple right now, so we'll introduce you guys to them another day. But to start, do you guys want to share how you got involved with Sincerely Z? Yeah, I can start off. Yeah, my friend was a social media promoter. And so she posted on her um, story about uh, Gen Rise. And I was thinking about becoming a writer, but it was kind of... I didn't really like writing and then I saw the podcast applications are open so I and I really like listening to podcasts so I thought it would be fun to give it a try. Yeah for me I was I'm from Seattle so a bunch of my friends and fellow organizers are a part of GenRise so I saw a bunch of them posting about it on their Instagram stories all the time and I thought it looked super cool and something I'd want to be a part of. So then I checked out the Instagram one day and saw they were looking for podcasters and I decided to apply. Nice. For me, I got involved because um, the Genrise Instagram account requested to follow me. And so that's how I found them. And then I think it was like not this past summer, but 2019. and so they were just like kind of starting up with the podcast and I applied and then I just started then. I, well, one of my friends sent like the Instagram to me and she was like, hey, this looks really cool. And um, I definitely love to talk probably way too much. And so I decided might as well apply for the podcasting position and yeah. Yeah, I kind of had a similar thing. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine, Olivia, I'm going to name drop her. Um, and I was like, oh, I want to, you know, I'd love to like talk about like some of these things, some of these issues that like I'm really passionate about. And then um, she like sent me a link to like Instagram and she was like, you know, you should apply for this. And so I was like, oh yeah, this looks really cool. So I like scrolled through like the Instagram feed and then um, I applied and yeah. Yeah, for me, uh, the the post where they were saying we're looking for new podcasters it just showed up on my explore page and I thought you know why not just apply see what happens so I did and uh you know at that time it it was like in the last couple months of my quarantine and I was definitely being politically radicalized uh over that whole period um and I was starting to follow a lot of uh you know, left-wing podcasts and, you know, YouTube channels. Um, So, yeah, I definitely thought it was something I wanted to do because 
I kind of want to use forms of entertainment to, I, you know, help people get more informed and move the Overton window a little bit to the left, because I think it's, it's a, a little bit too far right, in my opinion, for my taste. So, yeah. <laughs> Nice. Um, bouncing off of that, do you like? Was there anything specific that happened in your guys' lives or whatever that like made you want to like start speaking out more about political things? Um, like, and as a, as an example, for me, it, I was in seventh grade when um, Donald Trump was elected, and that was like a big turning point for me. I think because like seventh grade was when I was like starting to pay more attention to politics and then after he was elected I kind of realized how um messed up America was and like how many things need to change and then that just encouraged me to start like reading up about stuff more and speaking out about things I felt were important so that was like my big turning point of like what made me realize that I needed to do something with my voice was there like any Big event that happened for you guys or did it just like slowly come on um well I definitely agree with like when Donald Trump got elected that was like a big turning point for sure um but I was like pretty like neutral and a lot of things like I didn't really have an opinion or like I stayed quiet but my sophomore year so two years ago I joined my school's debate team which is like so lame but like everyone on there would constantly talk about like these radical ideas that at first I was like are you kidding me? Like, that's crazy. But then like, they would like lend me their books or they would talk to me about it. And like, the more that I like involved myself with those people, like the more I got involved in my community and learned, like, there are so many issues that like, are so important to like talk about and to learn about. And um, especially, I don't know, like, and I've just been radicalized ever since, especially these last few months, um, just talking to people and realizing like, it's not really radical, these ideas that we have. And I don't know, like, I think the people around me really influenced me to sort of like push that edge of just being like, oh, like, of course I'm like involved in social issues to being like, wow, this is like super important and we need real change. And so I'm really grateful for those people in my life to have like opened my eyes to that for sure. Yeah, that's like a great starting point. Um, so for me, it was more, um, I think, I was like a soft, I was like 16 and I had just gotten back from like um, Disney or something. So we went to like a rest stop or I was at a rest stop with my family. And then I was going into the bathroom and like the bathrooms are always packed and there's like so many people. So I was going into the bathroom and then like, it was finally my turn. And then, so when I got done, I was like moving quickly to like, you know, let the next person go. And then like the lady immediately behind me, um, she like didn't move or she didn't go. And then the lady after was like, aren't you gonna go? And then she was like, like with such a look of disgust, she was like, I don't want to use that one. I don't want to use it after her. And I was like, oh, now why would she say that? And then, you know, it dawned on me. Um, and then, I mean, it wasn't so much that it was like, I never, I didn't like know what racism was or I didn't, you know, know it, like it, it was something that like was just always there in my life. But it was like that moment, like I was like, oh my gosh, that really, that hit me. That's, ugh. So then um, it kind of like inspired me to like start this, this account and like really get my, my quote unquote activism going. Um, so then that's where I like started speaking out more. And, and then, um, yeah, but then with that account, it kind of started dying down a little bit. 
violence. And then, um, especially around, um, you know, with um, the shooting of Ahmaud Aubrey, and that it was just hard to like write or, or talk about on that account. So then I tried to like steer away and I started, you know, taking to my, um, my, my own personal account to like speak on those things. Um, but yeah, I guess like that's just where it all started. Yeah, for me, I feel like a bit similar to all of you guys. Um, one of the main things for me, like, was like specifically like how you were talking about Emma, how like when Trump got elected, that was like a big point for me, even though I was like a bit young at the time, like that kind of like engaged me within politics, but it really didn't start until like Trump was like actively trying to hurt Latinx Americans and like, especially with like rolling back DACA protections. That's like personally like something that really affected me and like, that's what made me start like trying to get involved. But I really didn't like get started like um, until I started getting engaged with like climate policy and like things related to environmental protections with the climate crisis. That's like something that I was really passionate about at the time. Um, personally, like I really liked the outdoors and being from like Washington, that was always a big part of my life. And then um, I wasn't engaged like until I started thinking about climate policy and that's what kind of got me a bit started. And then like, I guess I tried to join like different climate organizations. I'm a part of Wake J, which is Washington Youth for Climate Justice. And it's an amazing org and has really helped me like become more left and has radicalized me a bit. And I guess that's what it is for me. I've, uh, you know, up until this year, I've been a Democrat and like a moderate liberal. And uh, what has, there are two main factors that pushed me to the left. One of them was uh, this past year, I took a class where we learned about a lot of uh, fascist regimes in Latin America. And what really surprised me, and especially surprised me that I didn't learn about this previously, was that in almost all of those cases, the United States government played a big part in putting those you know, fascist uh, dictators and regimes in power, which ultimately led to thousands of deaths. Uh, and it's all because, uh, in most cases, a socialist or some kind of left-wing leader was democratically elected. And I just think that's wacky because, you know, in the United States, we talk so much about valuing freedom and democracy. But if another country like decides through a democratic process that they want a socialist leader and our government steps in and just, you know, puts someone else in charge. And I just thought it was crazy that almost nobody was talking about that. I've taken multiple US history classes that was always either ignored or glossed over. Um, and I just think people should uh, like give a shit about that more. And, uh, you know, the other factor was um, a lot of the dialogue that was sparked by the killing of George Floyd made me realize that, um, you know, issues of racism are not just, you know, uh, because of individual prejudices, but also because things like racism can be associated with like deeply rooted power structures. And it's also in the interest of, you know, billionaires to, uh, kind of stoke racial tensions to keep the working class divided against itself. Um, so I thought that was something that uh, helped me become more left wing. 
Um, for me, I never really was like um engaged in like social issues or being um just talking about it. But I think in ninth grade, like a lot of the classes, it was really the discussions became much more mature and talking, connecting it to real life. And so in ninth grade, I learned a lot about like gender stereotypes from my English class and like, you know, social constructs and like why we live in the society we live in and like who, you know, built the idea of like, you know, what's the norm and what's not. So that got me to really think about, you know, how we grow up and like what we see in like media and how it shapes us and how we think like once we become adults. So once I started like, really thinking about like the world we live in and how it came to be, it really opened like my eyes to all like the social injustices, like gender, stere gender stereotypes around the world. And also like this year, I think um, a lot of the stuff in the news that weren't really talked about, I think I um, just filmed a podcast on like the Uyghur, the concentration camps in China. And I think that is really not um, being portrayed in the news as much as it should be. And so like something we all can do is just learn about these issues and like use like the voice that we have, even though there's so much we can do, we can at least be educated about these issues. I think if you don't mind me like, like kind of adding one more thing, I think like one thing that I think it's glossed over a lot when we talk about politics or we talk about like, like more left-leaning things like a lot of people bring like economics into it and try to use that as like an excuse I guess um and I really liked what Donovan was saying about like how like these deeply like these deep-seated like forms of racism and discrimination like keep the working class divided I think that's super important and when I was 15 um I got a job um and I made min like federal minimum wage and um I like met like all my coworkers would always talk about like how difficult it was to live on minimum wage and that like that definitely really radicalized me on like more of an economic spectrum as well um because like it's important to realize that like the economy isn't this like you don't have to choose between like the economy and like all these different things and I think that's just like a fake talking point that people bring up and I think it's really important to kind of push that as well that like no this isn't just like some radical idea that like could never happen like it, it's real it could happen it has happened and I think that we need to like tilt the conversation to that as well I really agree yeah it is you know it's it's really a shame like when they try to when people like talk and try to make it seem as if you know it's all from an economic standpoint it's all you know just the way that it is when no, it's not. It doesn't have to be that way. It's just the way that the system is built. It's the way the justice system is built. It's the way, you know, the society is built. And it doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be layers and layers of multiple oppression and all this. You know, we can fix it. I think that's what <laughs> this year is definitely showing us, that it can be fixed. It should be fixed. And, you know, now's the time to do it. Um, it was so interesting hearing like all the different reasons that we chose to like start speaking out. But some of you guys mentioned like becoming more radicalized. And I was wondering if you guys think that like because people are each have well, everyone everywhere has been quarantined for quite some time. But do you think that quarantine has allowed more people our age to become more like leaning to the left? Because I feel like that's something I've noticed, especially on social media, is like a lot of people 
over the past couple of months have like started to educate themselves some more and like change their values and views. Um, do you guys think that has anything to do with the fact that we've been like stuck inside and like kind of have to reevaluate? Or- yeah, I definitely think that like COVID in general has radicalized a lot of people. I mean, at least I think, I don't really know because like it's kind of forced us like look like how one thing can like basically destroy a lot of like things that we had in place which like none of like it just brought to light a lot of issues that were like already issues but people didn't really think about like education inequality like problems within the justice system like all these things that were just elevated because of COVID and I think it forced people like people for example would hear like oh kids don't have computers and then you sort of like look into that and you see like all these like educational inequalities and then you're like oh my gosh like that's been a thing for so long and nobody told me like we never learned about it in school we never learned about it like from our politicians like it's never something that people talked about before and I think that that played a big role um just seeing like one bad thing then realizing that it's actually been a thing for like hundreds of years and we just don't talk about it um that's what I think but I don't I don't know yeah I agree with you Amanda I think there's also a lot of um, issues like statistics that came out like COVID why are so many um, people uh, people of color groups and also minorities like unproportionately getting COVID right then um, and then it just kind of like like forces people to think like the reasons behind that and why that's happening it also goes back into like the institutionalized um, racism and how that plays a role in like you know the healthcare industry Yeah, I think like um, what Amanda was suggesting, like, you know, one thing about quarantine is that, you know, obviously not being able to be with people, it forces you to like sit with yourself and really think about these things. And and for me, at least, it's been like a sort of situation where I'm like, you know, I I really can't wait to get things back to normal. But then you stop yourself, what is normal? You know, normal has all these things, it has all this racism and all these, you know, gender stereotypes. Like, do you really want to go back to normal or do you want to, you know, go back to the way you've been living before? So I guess for me, it's been a lot of thinking about, you know, like, how do I want to go back? Like, what kind of world do I want to go back into? And I think that's kind of like the situation that a lot of people are in, you know, like, do you want to go back to a world where it's okay? You know, it's, it's, it's fine. It's an everyday, you know, just another Tuesday thing where you're seeing a black man being wrenched on camera. No. So um, I think that's definitely like just seeing, you know, those videos, seeing those things come up, that's definitely caused some people or a lot of people to realize, you know, like you can't make a living. Yeah, I agree with everything you guys all said. Um, Something that I thought was really important, I think it's just like has been a big reflection time specifically like with COVID. Um, I know I've seen a lot like on TikTok, there's like this whole leftist TikTok thing going around now. Um, But something big to me, I think has just like money that all of you guys have said like about the statistics coming out and specific things specifically for um, Hispanic and black communities and how they're being affected by COVID. and especially like we see with like the differences with the healthcare system, people being denied um, getting treatment for COVID or getting treatment for being sick um, just because they don't have healthcare, which I think is something that everyone has been able to reflect upon because we're seeing many like notable political figures being able to be like, get into the hospital real quick or like important people. But then we see those um, other people who may not be able to have health care and how they can't get treated, which is not okay, especially in a time with COVID where all the focus is on the pandemic and seeing things like that 
I think maybe other people before this may not have been focused on healthcare or that something that I was thinking about that really might have made people move far more far left over quarantine was like specifically like I've seen like with leftist TikTok it's become a lot of thing like TikTok which is like such a like a large platform for like um, teens and like older youth to like start getting engaged and many people use it. And maybe that is like what's helping people just like seeing things they may not have heard. And also specifically like with COVID, the healthcare system, I think a lot of people are seeing that there's a really, there's large inequalities within our healthcare system and how lots of people who don't have healthcare aren't being treated when they do get COVID. And it's showing like the inequalities between um, people who are maybe upper class in our society instead of those who are middle or lower class who don't have those opportunities. And really we're all seeing like COVID's like a dire moment that people, they need to get treated for their illnesses and just showing that people can't get that treatment is not okay. And people are noticing the inequalities that they may not have seen because we're so focused on the pandemic right now because that's what's impacting everybody's life. And just seeing that people who may not have thought about the healthcare system before and like the inequalities within it, and now they're seeing that, that could really be helping. I definitely agree. And just to kind of piggyback off of what you were just saying, I think a big part, at least like for me and the people that I know that kind of like pushed me a little bit further is that like you see these politicians who like on both on both sides, like don't really seem to like understand the working class or like try to help the working class. It's a lot of like petty, like, you know, this or that. And I think like with the like democratic candidate being joe biden like of course settle for biden like i'm not saying that but like i think it's really disappointing because like there were so many people that like actually like had people's better interest and like you see that with like getting the covid relief and like all these different things that like these like political games that it's kind of like feels like nobody has like the greater interest of the people sometimes and so well of course like we know which side is like better than the other like it's so kind of annoying to see like all these Democrats kind of like playing this game sort of where it's like, who's like actually supposed to be like, so like helping and supporting the people. And I think that that's another thing that radicalizes a lot of people, especially in this time. Going back to what um, Jolie was saying about TikTok, I think definitely over quarantine, I spent oh, way too much time on there. And I think like just the way TikTok is formed, like those one minute videos, like were shorter, like are like jam packed with information. And it really connected like, I think every user to a bunch of like different people, like with different cultures and backgrounds and, you know, their experiences and struggles. And we learned so much from, you know, just connecting with those, those, those other people and, you know, listening and watching like, you know, their experiences. Um, moving on real quick, I had a couple more questions that were just like get to know you type stuff. Um, one question I had, it's like always something that I think you can like tell a lot about a person from their answer. So I was just wondering what your guys' like favorite movie and like maybe top three songs are. I don't know. That's just always something that when I ask someone, I feel like I just like get them a bit more after I hear their answer. All right, I guess I'll go first. Um, so favorite movie? Okay, it's a good question. I guess for a while it's been La La Land. Oh my God, 
you can ask anyone, I love Ryan Austin. Um, and the songs are like awesome in that um, soundtrack. And then um, favorite songs, ooh, that's a good one. Okay. Favorite songs. So right now it's, um, I guess my top is um, Levitating by Dua featuring the baby. Um, second is, Oh, hmm. second, probably some Frank Ocean song, and then um, my third, it's so funny when you need to name the songs that you like, because then you're like, go off the window. Um, I guess my Third is, I don't know if I can curse, but um, I'm just gonna say it. Um, Megos in Paris by um, Kanye West and NGZ. It's like one of my favorites. I'm not really a big movie person, but since Christmas is coming up, I really love the Grinch movie. Um, not the cartoon one, not the Dr. Seuss one. Um, like with like the real person, I think, live action one. And I love like um, the meaning like behind and like the story. And song probably um, right now, A Thousand Bad Times by Post Malone, it really gets me through the day like, during school. I can just play it before kind of jump into my next period. I, I agree, I'm not a huge movie person, but I think my all time favorite movie is definitely a tie between Legally Blonde um, and Beautiful Boy. Um, one serious, one kind of funny. But um, my top three favorite songs of all time are probably Pink Skies by Lainey, um, Young Blood by Noah Kahn, and then Lions by Chelsea Cutler. Um, personally, I watch, like, a lot of movies, like, some of my friends like to joke that I'm, like, your stereotypical, like, TikTok film student, but, like, I have no intention of ever going into the film industry. I just spend all of my free time watching movies. Um, but my favorite's, like, a, t like, a close tie between Almost Famous and The Social Network which is like so weird because it's a movie about Mark Zuckerberg who like I don't like, but something about that movie just totally grabs me in, um, like pulls all my attention away from anything else. And then my three favorite songs are Better Man by Pearl Jam. Um, and that's like definitely my number one because that's the one song that's always stayed consistent and like it's never changed from my like favorite songs list. And then um, Head Over Heels by like Tears for Fears. And my last one's probably Fine Line by Harry Styles because that man lives rent free in my mind 24 7, 24 7 for like the last 10 years. Yeah, for me, um, I literally, I don't really watch movies ever. And when I do, I forget the names of the movies. <laughs> So I also say some of my favorite TV shows. Um, so I, for quarantine, I've been watching too much Netflix. So I rewatched Jane the Virgin, and then I watched How to Get Away with Murder, and then I'm also watching La Casa de Papel, but I think it's called Money Heist too. So that's a good one. Um, and then for music, uh, my favorites, I listen to a lot of reggaeton. Um, so my favorites are like Take Care by Mamuma, 
and I also like Mi Gente by J Balwin. And I really like sometimes when I'm with my friends, I listen to like Billie Eilish and Harry Styles, but Billie Eilish's new song, My Future, I really like that one. That's a good song. That song's so good, but also have you seen like the like trend on TikTok where they're using that song and some people are like, keep in mind what you're working for. Like some of them are so cute. And then I've seen so many where they're like, what they're working for is just a nine to five day job. And that's like so scary. And I think it's so funny to like use that song and then just go to like the most like, I don't know. I just feel like nobody really like wants that, you know, like I've never met someone whose like greatest dream is like a cubicle, you know? I saw those. Oh my gosh. I was like scrolling through my food page and there's all these like amazing like jobs people would have. And then I did see one where it's like making fun of those people who like dream for that like 25 married life and then working in an office nine to five, come home, like be with the kids and, like, go to, and do it all over again. I was like, I don't want that. <laughs> I saw like the other ones, like some of them, like all the cool jobs that were like in film or like in fashion and like totally trailblazing like different careers. I was that's pretty nice. Yeah, absolutely. You know, TikTok is bad in that it makes me like want to quit my major and become like an I don't know actress or something like a movie star. <laughs> but while we're on the topic of like watches and movies a show that you guys should really, really watch, and it's like awesome, and I love it, and I will actually defend it to anyone who attacks it, is The Crown. I am in love with that show. It's so, 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 so good. Um, I don't know if you guys are into like period dramas, but like it doesn't feel like that. It just feels like different. Like they, it makes the queen feel like a real person, and also like I part of the so. <laughs> That's one of those shows that's been on like my watch list forever and I've just never picked it up, but maybe this is a sign. Maybe I'll like start it, it now. It is. You should. Okay. And the fourth season's coming out. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Wait. Oh yeah, the fourth season's coming out like in November, so you guys should check that out. Um, what are you um, I'm majoring in English. There's like a lingering feeling in me that wants to do like history, but for right now it's English. Um, and then that leads me into like, what grade are all of you guys in? Because I realized that we didn't touch on that at all. I'm in my junior year of high school right now. Yeah, same as Emma. I'm in my junior year. I just started. I'm probably like the youngest here. Um, I'm a sophomore in high school. I'm a senior in high school. Oh, I guess I'm like an old person then. Okay, well, I'm a freshman in college. That's so cool. oh. oh, sorry, <laughs> you can go, you can go. Sorry, I was just gonna say that's so cool. I cannot wait to go to college. Like I'm so, so, so excited. <laughs> Oh no, I think you should, you should enjoy, you know, high school, like the end of it, or, you know, just to where you don't have work to do like every aching minute of the day. You should enjoy that. Have fun with that. You know, there's so much reading. I don't know if it's just because I'm an English major and in part you could say I did this to myself, but 
but there's so much reading and and now the papers are, are piling on so it's it's the fun part of the semester um, I don't know if Emma can agree with me, but junior year, I'm definitely not looking forward to all the work. <laughs> like, I can't do it. No, I absolutely hate it already. Like, I've always heard jokes about junior year, and I've always been like, it can't be that bad. And I'm, what, like, four weeks in, and I'm probably, like, crying over homework three times a week <laughs> at least. At least. It's just... And then for my school, I don't know if any of you of like yours is doing this but because of corona they split it to where i'm only taking three classes a semester right now but that just means that they're having to speed up the curriculum on all of my classes definitely struggling i thought that ap psych was a good idea this year and then first of all i'm not good at science at all like at all and i thought ap psych was going to be like oh like let's talk about like psychology. It's like parts of the brain and it's so boring, but also we go through four chapters a week. And I like, I, I physically cannot, like I, I am just drowning in like trying to figure out what's the, what the part of the brain is. Like, I just have no idea. And it was definitely a mistake. Like, Psychology sounds so cool. My school only offers a tech or art for like the um like your fine performing arts like courses. So I think if they had psychology, I would definitely choose it. Have you learned anything interesting? Not yet. Like right now, we're just learning about like parts of the brain, and that's like it. That's it right now. Like I'm hoping that like as time goes on, like we'll start to learn more about like the social aspect of it. But we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds pretty interesting. But to go back to what you said, Emma, about like the weird schedules, like during this time, um, my school's like, they were thinking about doing the thing where you only have like the first three classes for the first semester and then changing after that. But instead, what my school decided to do is that we have school four times a week and then we don't have school on Wednesdays. So it's like considered our work day. Um, but we have only each of our, we have seven classes for my school and each of those classes we have twice a week. But then what ends up happening is the teachers make us do all our tests like Wednesday. So it's just like a day where everything's piled on, which is horrible. Dude, my school's doing the exact same thing and it's horrible. Like Wednesdays are supposed to be like our work day, but instead it's just straight like tests and it sucks. I'm, I'm so sorry for you guys. It sounds awful. What does high school become? <laughs> yeah, for me too. Um, my schedule is so weird. We don't have time for lunch, and um, we have our cameras on like the whole entire time. And I don't, I want to see me just like, eating my meal. So it's like I rather just like maybe not eat. So it's just really weird. Oh, don't worry. Once you get to college, oh, sorry, you just eat. You know, online, some class, just eat your breakfast. I think the other day during my gender and sexuality lecture, I was just eating French toast class with my mug of hot, um, hot chocolate. Right? You just you stop caring. Oh, nice. It's a wonderful thing. That's so iconic. <laughs> I totally felt that. That's like one of the one things I absolutely hate about Zoom is like anyone can be looking at you at any time and you don't know. Like in a classroom setting, I can see when someone like physically turns around to stare at me. But like on Zoom, like not gonna lie, even I do it. Like sometimes I'll just like casually like glance at like a cute boy or whatever. And so like 
anyone could be looking at me at any time and I won't know. So like, it just feels so awkward doing literally anything. Like, especially if I need to put chapstick on. I hate that. I hate it so much. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. My school is the complete opposite. No one ever turns their cameras on and the teachers can't do like anything to make anybody put their cameras on. So it'll usually only be like one or two people in the whole class with their cameras on. And it ends up being super awkward. And yeah, it's pretty weird. Everyone or like most people in my classes have their cameras on. And I definitely like, I don't know if I have main character syndrome or like what it is because I'm always self-conscious that like someone's looking at me. And so like I try the entire class. Like I'm like, I'm so invested. Like even if I'm not, just so that like in case someone looks at me, I don't look like I'm like zoning out. I don't know. But also in my government class, whenever anybody liberal says anything I just stare at them for the rest of the class and I'm like yes (laughs) 100% (laughs) definitely a toxic trait but no I hear the main character syndrome it's it's I think what quarantine has done is really shown me how bad it is you know in me it's really it's really coming out this this time you know I really just sit back and I'm like wow the world doesn't evolve around which is like the most narcissistic thing ever to say. And I'm like, oh wow, this is just, yeah, I think I just outed myself, so I'm going to stop talking now. Girl, I feel that <laughs> so hardcore, but also I'm like, I have days where I like have horrible main character syndrome, and then I'm like, I'm so embarrassed, like, I no one look at me, like, it's so weird, and it's so annoying, and like, I promise I'm working on it, like, it's character development, and I'll get there, but like, it's bad, you guys, like, I so embarrassing to admit but I relate to that so much like when it was a trend on TikTok you know where it was like put a finger down main character edition like when that was a big thing I felt so self-centered because I was just like I've always known I was the main character like just in my head I always have been I saw it's like when people will be like making a TikTok well they'll be like on a Zoom classroom and they'll be like pin somebody to their screen or something and it'll be like oh I found you or something those were like so cute always and then I was like it was just they're just fun to watch I I see those too but I'm so paranoid of like the host being able to see who you pin I don't know if that's true or not but it it sounds really scary if it's real I always I always pin my friends just so that I don't feel so alone you know (laughs) But also, like, going back to the main character thing, like, you can definitely tell I think I'm the main character by, like, my private story on Snapchat, because I think that people just want to see it all. Like, every aspect of it, like, anything that happens, like, I tell my private story. And you can tell, like, I think that people care, but everyone's just, like, skipping through it. And I'm like, good morning, guys. Like, oh. Yeah, no, I feel like we've talked about this before, but I do the exact same thing. Like, every day, my private story ends up being, like, a good 30 minutes long, maybe more. And, like, who's going to sit and watch that? Like, if it was one of my friends, like, I love my friends, but I wouldn't. Like, I would not sit and watch all of that. But I expect that people are going to watch all of me, and I don't know why. Um, And then it makes it ten times worse because I literally have, like, five private stories (laughs) and it's all just like leveling up in friendship so it's like those 30 minutes on my top private story and then with like five minutes added on to all my other private stories and so I definitely definitely felt that I don't know I feel like you kind of gotta be the main character 
I mean, how else would you live? Like, if you're just going to be the comedic relief, like, how can't work like that? And um, I saw this one TikTok post. It was like, in a way, I think that quarantine has been really humbling in that, you know, with walk out, you know, the clubs, like, they just couldn't handle so many main characters in the dance floor. Like, how would they, it wouldn't work like that. So this is just really, this is for our own good. And I was like, that just, it resonates with me. I, I feel that. That's, you know. That's like such awkward silence. Um, <laughs> I don't specifically have any more questions. Do you like, you guys have anything you want to talk about? Honestly, I just want to say that like, and I like, this might be kind of weird, but like you guys are all so smart and like so cool. Like, thank you guys so much. I don't know. I just think you guys are all so cool. And I wish that I could hype you guys up so hardcore it's so cool to like listen to people who like know what they're talking about and I don't know I like you guys are so awesome and I just wanted to say that like yeah this has been like a lot of fun actually like right back at you like a million times over and you guys are like so young I say this even though I'm only like one or two years but like it just it's so important to start early and you guys are doing that and you guys are like awesome and you're already like more woke than a good percentage of people in this world and just it's just such good energy it was so fun you guys. I love chatting with all you guys. It's so fun. We should do this more often. Definitely. Yeah, I've had a lot of fun. I feel like I don't have too many close friends that like are as involved with political things as I am. So it's like really fun when I get to talk to people who like can relate or feel the same. And you guys are like all so cool. I definitely agree with Amanda. Yeah, I oh sorry. Oh, you're okay. I'll just go real quick. But yeah, it was so much fun to talk with you guys all today and match names to faces, which was really fun. And I just can't wait to see all the new podcasts you guys have coming out. And it was so fun to get to talk with you all today. Okay, so awkward Zoom silence again. So <laughs> did we like end there for the day? Uh, Definitely, yeah, sure. I guess. Thank you guys so much for watching. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this little introduction and um, really looking forward to you guys getting to know us better with like our, our you know, future podcasts and stuff like that. Um, and as always, make sure to, you know, stay active, keep bringing the news, keep keeping yourself informed that's how we um, move through this is how we get better and that's how we learn and hopefully um, make a better society that when quarantine is over we can all go back to so thank you for listening